Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Let me just say that I am extremely disappointed. Not a lot of fireworks last night. Short meeting, too. Well, you know, we get those. Yeah. Only about 45 minutes, so we may uh, finish with plenty of time for you to talk about sports. Oh, good. By the way, you giving up talking about sports for Lent? No. No. No, I I will continue to 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 discuss my sports. Okay. Just making sure. Just double check. All right. I, I, I am giving up watching sports for Lent, by oh, the way. Uh, you're supposed to give up something you actually do. Oh. Yeah. You're supposed to give up something you enjoy. Oh. I, I mistake it. Yeah. Okay. That'd be like me giving up dieting. <laughs> All right. So uh, last night. Yeah. Again, a short uh, full city council meeting, uh, and they they just got right into business. There weren't any presentations or anything, so uh, they passed the consent agenda, and after that, it was time for uh, at least one ordinance that was up for debate. Donation agreement with National Park Service, United States Department of the Interior, the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum, and the state of Illinois to fund temporary operations and management of the Lincoln Home National Historic Site during periods of a shutdown for an amount not to exceed $50,000. Chair will entertain a motion to place agenda number 2019-116 on final passage. All right. So um, there were a round of questions uh, about this particular issue. We heard briefly about it last week. Essentially, we're going to hear some of those same arguments and same questions. One of those questioners was from Alderman Ralph Hanauer, who had some concerns with this whole idea. I, 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 I don't mind the premise of this, but I just don't want to... I'm not really keen on giving the federal government money. It should be the other way around. Fair point. Yeah. Uh, It's all tax dollars, though. Uh, So do we want to make sure those tax dollars are used to keep a viable tourist attraction open for Springfield? We'll hear about that. But uh, as far as the liability goes, and there were questions about, you know, if we're going to be paying from city dollars to federal employees— do those become city employees then? Uh, here's the Corporation Council kind of laying it out. The donation agreement is only for the donation, and it makes clear that the uh, the Park Service is the one that's responsible for the operation with their employees. So the only time that the city could be uh, have an issue with, uh, for example, workers' comp or something, if we were using our employees. So the donation does not make the Park Service employees the city employees. Tim Good with the uh, home, with the National Park Service. He was there last night to also answer some questions. In terms of the question of liability, the National Park Service will maintain ownership of Lincoln Hill National Historic Site, so it remains federal property. Under this agreement, it would be federal government employees that would be conducted, so any issues in terms of liability will be held with the National Park Service. So all liability remains with the Park Service, right? Like, here's a question. Uh, Number one, we... We are really focusing on the government being shut down again, which, you know, doesn't happen very often, but God forbid if it does. Okay. So the city starts paying the people who work for uh, the Lincoln home, right? The the city's money would ultimately be going to pay for those employees who would be working during a partial government shutdown. Yes. Okay. So. So we wouldn't be cutting checks to individuals, I don't think. It would be like a, a lump donation of sorts. Because once 
the park reopens, don't they get paid back for the hours they work? That was that was briefly addressed here. Um, let's let's go ahead and hear from uh, yeah. Alderman uh, Chuck Redpath. So will there uh, will there benefits and, and things like that be paid for by the federal government, or is that part of this grant? The only way to bring federal government employees back during a shutdown situation is if they are paid by salary and benefits. As Crystal said in the article, though, I would not be included. This is a minimum package of nine employees. Usually the park operates with over 20 permanent employees. The Statue of Liberty Agreement, which this is based on, includes the entire staff there. So, again, they do this with the Statue of Liberty. Um, Tim also raised another place that they do this same type of agreement where a local community funds the uh, federal site if there's uh, a shutdown. Um, but... Uh, Alderman Redpath, uh, he didn't get his question answered. Did I answer your question? No. Okay. <laughs> so does it cover the benefits yes. in addition? Okay, there you go. So that answered the question. Uh, Alderman DeCenso says that this is only for a shutdown. No other instance, right? Only for a shutdown. It's not for any other reason. No. There are a variety of circumstances that can cause a government shutdown, but only in that particular case. Even if the agreement is in place, the city would still have to make the request, and the National Park Service would still have to approve it for the agreement to come in force. For the spending authority? So even if there was a shutdown, there's still another mechanism that needs to be triggered for the donation to even go through. Hmm. So it's not just, this isn't a blank, you know, government shuts down, it's an automatic check. Well, the government, when the government reopens, they only pay back for the hours worked? <sighs> when the government uh, shuts down, yeah. uh, only certain employees would get retroactive back pay of sorts. Uh, so and the those employees are, who don't go in and work, they don't get anything back? Uh, yeah, I'm not one of them. Because it, it sounds like, it sounds, I mean, shutting down... If they if they pay you back for what you should right. have worked, and, and that that question that's was free money. The we question like was the question was raised. Uh, here's here's Corporation Council's article. This is granting spending authority for the contract, uh, this ordinance, but as has indicated, is that it's very limited under what the circumstances are, how the money would be used, uh, and it's really not a contract in the sense of a uh, where it could be required. In other words, the. Uh, uh, park district could not come, or the park could, the service could not come to the uh, city and say, you know, where is the check or something of that nature. Okay. So it be handled like an executive order. Here's uh, Tim Good again with the park service. Right, so under a government shutdown, we're typically allowed two hours for the employees to come in. And during those two hours, the employees are notified of the regulations that stipulate uh, during the shutdown. Uh, in almost all cases, that would be a situation when the employees are not to show up to work under any circumstances. Then those employees that are considered either uh, accept, typically accepted role, they're required to come in even though they are not compensated. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're able to come in even though they're not compensated, but this would allow for some compensation, at least from the city's dollars. Alderman Tylen uh, had some questions about who would make the final call here, and I think uh, Corporation Council Zirkel answers this and kind of really shows what this particular ordinance they're voting on is it's not the final say in sending money to the feds for keeping the, the park open it's just a, a a certain kind of guideline of sorts all right so this is uh setting forth how that donation would be uh handled via the uh, park service and what the park service would be limited in doing with the donation <coughs> so the um 
process of the council approving the donation agreement uh, is setting up the mechanism for funding it and therefore if a, if a circumstance occurs as indicates in the donation agreement of a shutdown then the decision would have to be made in terms of proceeding with a donation that would be an executive uh, decision uh, from the mayor i believe uh, again here's corporation council circle a little bit of a distinction it's not a contract in the sense of we're making a contract to give them money if that makes sense to you it's a donation agreement we're setting up under a which, channel to provide this. under which we put restrictions which they agree to on how the money would be used so uh, a little bit more kind of the uh, in the weeds aha so uh -huh. uh -huh. corporation council circle uh, boiling it down for everybody uh, here's Tim Good again with the uh, Park Service talking we a bit more. We calculated that it'll be approximately 35000 for nine employees for one month. That's a Tuesday through Saturday schedule, nine to five. So that provides, as Crystal said in the article so well, that provides us some flexibility in case we have needs for overtime or bringing additional employees due to circumstances that may arise. And then uh, you got Alderman Hanauer uh, still with questions and concerns. What happens there? I mean, yeah, we're just donating 50 grand and we don't get it back. I, I, I mean, th these are all the things that, that concern me. I mean, um, there's been times with this uh, CDVB um, money where the hotel motel went crazy when we tried to give, give away, th do a sponsorship for 30 grand. I don't see any of them in here now. So, <laughs> um, hmm. it continues on uh, with uh, with another uh, line of questioning. You know, I, I appreciate wanting to keep Lincoln's home open. It's you know it's it's vital to our um, to our tourism, but I just don't know that the city should get in the business of handing the federal government money. So I I mean. But I, I just need to know what happens on on this where they're going to get reimbursed. We give them fifty; they get double pay, or I mean, that'd be a good month for you guys. Yeah, that doesn't happen. What happened is those employees that be paid through this would not be reimbursed at the end of the shutdown. There's your answer, Ray. Mm -hmm. Got to get to it. Yeah, just always, get to I just it. well, the, I'm worried about reimbursement. Is it something to get? The longest government shutdown we've ever had was. It was, we just had it. It was yeah. 35 days, right? 34, right. 35? That was the longest government shutdown we ever had. And this agreement would only fund it for one month. But I'm saying most— So it would be five days short. But most of uh, government shutdowns are usually just a couple of days. They're less than a week, usually. Typically. Of course, I'm, you know, with, with Trump in office, I mean, uh, look, we just had the longest one ever. So I don't—hmm, you know. If it happens, hey, listen, it's one thing if it happens in the winter, all right? Which is this one. Yeah, so when it's cold, when it's cold, ain't nobody going. They're not going. To, there's not a ton of people going to Lincoln's house between you and me. But if it happens in the summer, if it happens in June, yeah. oh, man. Well, that would that would really that would hurt us. It would hurt, yeah. Um, a lot of people come to Springfield. Coming back, we'll hear uh, from a, uh, an alderman. Uh, we'll hear from the tourism office, and also from the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. And with all the questions circling around here, mm -hmm. Ray, uh, what do you think the vote was? We'll get uh, to that uh, as well. I got a prediction, but I, I'll, I'll wait. All right, there you go. It's the council roundup. It's happening right now on the Ray Lytle Morning Show on WMEY. Don't go anywhere. First, bad.
Right, let's get back to it. The council roundup continuing on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. Must be the lake had a turtle. I'm a big turtle person, so that, that's why. All right. <laughs> so uh, last night, 45-minute meeting, short but still full of substance. So we've got uh, ongoing conversation about whether or not to approve a donation agreement to give $50,000 a month worth of uh, operating expenses to the uh, Lincoln Home Historic Sites. So here we are now with uh, Alderman Redpath. He's just wanting to make sure things are all clear. Whatever you want to do, as long as we're covered with our liability and we're covered that that nothing else is going to happen, uh, this should be an easy pick for all of us. So I don't I don't think there's going to be any stumbling blocks for this council or any kind of future council. Now, Scott Dahl, uh, who is uh, with the tourism office for the city, mm-hmm. he got up there to talk about the economic impact of the uh, Lincoln home. Uh, for this year, last year, we had 506. We'll probably add to that this year. 569 in May, 126 in June. Um, and we'll, we'll add to that, probably double that. But as it relates to uh, people, 18,000, 25,000 people, um, and 5,000 people respectively right now. So if you multiply that out, we use a multiplier, $112 per person. Uh, a lot of those groups won't come uh, because Lincoln Home is, isn't open. It's certainly a top de- destination along with the, uh, the, the Lincoln Museum and Lincoln's Tomb. They really all tie in together. So if you have one that's closed, and by the way, when we have the Lincoln's Home closed, we always have the perception that all of our sites are closed. And that's very, very hard to overcome, even though we try to communicate that. And they did communicate that to a degree, but hmm. there's still that perception. We've got yeah. dozens and dozens of historic sites here in town. Well, the grave, the, 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 the cemetery's tomb, open. Yeah, that's open. Uh, the Presidential Library and Museum's open. open. The old state capitol's open. The new state but capitol's open. But listen, we get those people come over from Japan and stuff. They, they want to mo- see they the home. They spend some money here. Yeah. They want to walk through that old, dusty, probably mold-infested home. It's not they love, they love that that home. Full of dusty though. Um, economic impact overall. It's one hundred twelve dollars per person adds up pretty quick. Uh, I would guesstimate the impact would be at least a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. So that's uh, you know from a month's worth possibly of lost revenue to the area and economic activity. A uh, quarter of a million dollars is quite a bit of cash. Um, Alan Lowe from the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum there last night as well. Talk about a little bit about uh, their role in all of this. Glad to be here. Uh, the, the partnership we have with the home is very important. We know that the experience um, for all of our visitors includes the home, includes the tomb. And they're exactly right. We had a, a million calls uh, during the federal government shutdown asking if we were still open. People assumed we were not. And we know the impact those visitors have on tourism here in the city, the economic vitality of our community. Uh, So we did indeed approach uh, Tim and the mayor and and talk about how we could be part of that. Our role in this right now would be that we provide volunteers. We have a wonderful docent base, over 500 trained volunteers, and we'd work very closely with uh, the Park Service employees to make sure they had the volunteers on board to to keep the home home running. So the city would offer up the money. The state, through the Presidential Library Museum, would offer up some volunteers. Yeah. And the federal park site would remain open. Hmm. So. Like I said, if it, if it happens in a, a, a May or June, I mean, that, that would yeah. really hurt us. There's a lot of people that come to town during yeah. those months. Well, time for the vote, Ray. Uh-oh. How do you think it went down? Oh, I think he passes. Yeah. That's what I but think. But what's the vote? Uh, eight to? Eight to two. I think. Who do you think is voting? No. McManaman. And? I always think it's a good man. 
I think he's one, and uh, I think there'll be another one. Hanauer was pretty. Uh, and Ralph sounded like he had he, a lot of questions. He had a lot of questions. By the way, Didn't he wasn't, seem to he be wasn't on wrong. board with it. He wasn't wrong. He was asking some of the right questions. He asked the same types of questions Red, last week. Red Pass questions were kind of, uh, you know, yeah, were along the lines of, it's very similar to mine. Oh, yeah. And the ordinance passes 10 voting yes, none voting oh, no. That was wrong. So, you know, there you go. I was close. <laughs> I was really close. <laughs> we're close. <laughs> By the way, uh, McMenamin never talked. He didn't say anything. Yeah, it, I just automatically assumed he'd be a troublemaker. I don't even know if he was there. I didn't hear him at all last uh, night. Um, so now let's move on. Other business. We'll get to <laughs> that after the break, including some announcements and little odds and ends. We'll wrap up the council roundup pretty quick after uh, after news here. Stay all tuned. right. Let's get to it. It's uh, 732. Greg Bishop, stand by in the WMAY News Center. It's time to pick it back up again. Time for the second half of the... Uh, not much more to get to here, right? All right. So we're going to finish up early. We're rolling through nice it. We're, we are just, we're rolling through it, Greg. It was Craig. a short meeting last night. No McMenamin, McMenamin moments. No, no, no McMenamin moments. But there were announcements. John Fulgenzi there? Or is he, did he was there, yeah. Okay. He asked some questions. All right. Uh, let's get into uh, some announcements, everybody. Right. Here's the mayor. Cold apprenticeship program. We're now hiring for electrical apprentices. Tomorrow night is an information session at IBEW Hall at 3150 White Track Drive to hear more about the process. I want to become one of those. What are they, what are they asking for? Apprentice, electrician, uh, electrician apprentices. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Forget it. So if you're looking for a job, hmm. go get with the city and see what's going that down. That sounds kind of hard. Electrical yeah. apprenticeships. Yeah. Um, other new business? I know Alderman Proctor's asked this question in the past, but... It's Alderman Redpath here. All right. I know Alderman Proctor's asked this question in the past, but could you tell me, do we have a contract with the railroads on the grass cutting for the railroad properties? Mm -hmm. And uh, is, there a written, is there a written contract or anything like that? Yeah, if, uh, Director Mahoney would come up, and uh, that's uh, actually former Alderman Bob Bose should get a lot of credit. He brings that up at the ward plan meetings, mm -hmm. doesn't he? Mm -hmm. So I uh, appreciate you bringing that up, but if you could give an update on that, Director Mahoney. No, there is not. Oh geez, no contract, no contract with the with the railroads. Well, who's supposed to cut that grass then? Yeah, um, here's Mahoney. We've assigned contractors cut it and sent them the bill, and the legals worked with them. We actually had a case against one of them last year that they paid and worked through that process. So, we, but it would be easier just to have something in place with them. Yeah, it's automatically so paid us. That and that's that. that's because of the people, the railroad side of this, right? Because we're willing to come up with a contract. They're just we're not getting cooperation from the railroad, correct? Yes, and we, we'll approach them again as we head into the summer or spring, I should say. Um, Start sending them bills. Here's the bottom line. We cut it, though, right? We cut when the When it grass. gets real high, yeah. yeah. We go out and we hire, um, you know, contractors to, to cut it. And then oh. uh, typically know, we've sent them, did it or, and typically we've sent them a bill in the past. So. And they pay it. Uh, after some haggling, I would imagine. Yeah. Possibly having to go to courts and whatnot. But... Uh, yeah, it might might make more sense to just get a deal together, you'd think. Probably be cheaper for the railroads. Wouldn't right. have to pay, you know, whatever they have, whatever interest has accrued, you know. Right. Uh, back to more announcements. Congratulations to Sacred Heart Griffin basketball, girls basketball yeah, team awesome. for placing fourth in the state tournament. There you go. I agree with that. Congratulations to those girls. And another announcement. Uh, is there any other announcements? Alderman Tyler. I think... Uh, 
Treasurer Busher had a new addition to her family. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, did you Thank see you, that? Thank you, Alderman Tylen. I am a grandma now. Oh. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. How is she old enough the to be a grandmother? The little boy and his name is Beckham Michael Busher. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. What's your name going to be? Grandma? Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you see the picture on Facebook? No. Yeah, it was a cute little, that's a cute baby. Giving up social media for By life. the way, Misty Boy, she doesn't seem old enough to be anyone's grandmother, yeah. right? Right. Uh, more business at the city uh, hall chambers. A Ward 6 resident who had been dying for a vacant lot actually got their vacant lot. Yay! So I know it, it's huge news. They called me. Uh, they were celebrating. So um, they actually, I, I called them to congratulate them. It's a big deal. So thank you very much for your efforts. Good morning. Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso, and you're listening to the Council Roundup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then after Alderwoman DeCenso talked about, hey, we, we got this vacant property to one of her constituents, yay. Then somebody gets up there, constituent, uh -oh. and he goes off about how he tried to get a vacant lot and he couldn't get a vacant lot because the bid was accepted and then denied. And it was denied because he still owes the city money. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, some of the things that you just got to deal with. Uh, yeah. So he's working on that, and he also wanted to get public works out there to get rid of some poison, oh, boy. you know, ivy or whatever you kind of... Even, you haven't even bought it yet, and you're complaining? Yeah. Then I, you're going to sell it right. to you. Uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't get into that guy's comments. Um, but we we then had um, another citizen address the council. Right. Mary Francis gets up there to address the council. Mary Francis. City commissions are communication bridges between citizens and government. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Mayor... If you look at the second page of this, I think I have something that's very inappropriate on it to, up in the upper right-hand corner. Okay. I don't know what's inappropriate about it. Uh, is it like, you know, a dirty picture or something? Yeah, well, now no, no, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm not yeah. running for any office. I, yeah. It's just... <laughs> It shouldn't be. It shouldn't. It's inappropriate, though. We shouldn't. We shouldn't have gotten this. I mean, we just had a big discussion about yeah. this last week. With yeah. The, I, I, oh, so it must have been like an endorsement oh, or something. Oh, had been right? inappropriate. Must have been a, an endorsement or something that was shared with all the council. I saw that with, discussion. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. No, we, we just had a big discussion like with the attorney. Yeah. I mean, is it okay for? Her to I, I think right? the inspector yes. general said yes. that nobody wasn't can vote for her. Then that's fine, and she's not right. soliciting yeah. votes. Okay. Yeah. She said she's not okay. running for anything, so she's just a citizen getting up there to address oh, that the council. Seems, that's all right, then, I guess. Uh, but she went ahead and criticized the mayor and said that, oh, uh, right. you know, he's not doing his job looking at commissions and boards and making sure <laughs> the commissions and boards are operating properly. And then she talked about trees. Trees? Trees and how we need to make sure we, uh, we have plenty of trees in oh, Springfield. Because, you know, Abraham Lincoln loved nature and trees. Well, he's dead. He's dead. He doesn't live there anymore. Who cares yeah, what he likes? Right. Wouldn't we feel proud to tell our Lincoln visitors that Springfield is a passionate tree town and trees are much oh. more than a nuisance here? Well, not everybody's passionate about trees. Must be the lake had a turtle. I'm a big turtle person, so that, that's, that's why I got know. these things fall out. I don't even know what they are. These things fall off oh, my tree, cover God. my driveway. I could, I'm fine without trees. Those are the, um, what do they call those? Uh, sweet gum trees? I don't know what they are. They're these, they're these little round things. Yeah, pain in those. the rear end. That's your council roundup. Very good. Thank you, Greg. Some fine, 
fine uh, coverage today of the council meeting. Uh, 748, you're listening to the Ray Lotto Morning Show. Mike Weinbacher going to join us in a second. He's got sports brought to you by Recon Text to the corner of 9th and Black. It's a Recon Text luxury detail. No part of your car doesn't get clean. Time check, 748. You're brought to you by our friends at Culver's West on Wabash. Try the new sweet, excuse me, sweet and smoky pup burger today. From uh, Culver's West on Wabash. Springfield's 10-minute weather guarantee. We've got sunny skies, a high of 32 today, the low of 22 with cloudy skies tonight. Thursday, sunny. Well, I'd rather make that <clears throat> snow. The high of uh, 32 oh, could see one to two inches of the white stuff. Friday, cloudy, the high of 42. Right now in the capital.